Hey, everybody, welcome to the good, the bad, and the nerdy movie podcast. Greetings, my fellow Mariners. Yes, it is time for a bad apocalypse movie. That was right. We're dealing with from 1995, one of the most expensive movies ever made, starring Kevin Costner. That would be Waterworld. Yeah, Tom, Tom, I'm going to say this from the bottom of my heart and re- remember that I am your friend and I do love you, but I fucking hate you right now. <laughs> please make it stop <laughs> so I, I i'm gonna start off and say i have super super strong feels about this movie unlike the main character of this movie who has no feelings because um, he's uh and I, I'm, you mean neymar the Samaritan? i think we should start with the stuff that we liked in the movie because there are things in this movie that are fine and then we can. Then I'm going to take a giant steaming shit all over this film because holy Did god, Dennis Hopper had fun. Yes, Dennis Hopper got. Paid. <laughs> I, think, I think Bruce is physically traumatized by having watched this film. <laughs> <sighs> oh god! So yeah, I have to tell you a couple things up front. So this movie took nine years to develop. It was started out as a, believe it or not, a Roger Corman project. Roger Corman said it would cost $4 million. That's too expensive. Somehow, through various people signing on, it turned into a $175 million film. And somehow, thanks to the Asian market, managed to uh, break even and make apparently a $10 million profit. Actually, it it wasn't the Asian market. It was home video sales, uh, rentals, um and aftermarket and sales to like hbo and stuff like that uh cable yeah, television yeah. They, but, this is the, the your movie that defined that you don't have to be it does not have to be good as long as you know how to work the system to make your money back no no but but the box office number on wikipedia which you know they use whatever box office standard they use there um according to the september 26 1995 uh box office mojo report they made money and uh, they did. I actually yeah. confirmed this with some other Googling, like the the straight box office made money. It why, did, mostly why, in why? foreign sale, mostly in, in international. Yeah, it may, it was a hit the first, it was number one its first weekend in the United States. I mean, like I said, I, I bought a ticket. I saw the opening weekend. Well, I did not tell him when to go see that movie afterwards. So it was definitely a, we, I wanted to see how bad it could be because this, this was the movie that they were promoting as Fish Tar or Kevin's Gate. This was a already pretty much predetermined colossal failure. And guess what? They weren't that wrong. It just it managed to make money the bat, the ironic. Uh, if you actually click through to Box Office Mojo, uh, if you look at all releases, is where you get some of it, but mostly. It says that it made uh, 88 million uh, gross for its theater release. So mm-hmm. I think the Wikipedia article is incorrect, and that that total is its total gross from everything, not just movie um, movie insurance. Because well, I, I, you know, I see. Possibly, it's, I'm not it's sure a great what they use. How much money this movie costs for real, too? Because nobody actually truly will admit how much they actually spend on this film. Well, yeah, it's all estimates. Uh, ultimately, I think we can all say that it didn't do well in the theaters, but the add-on stuff and some of the box office stuff, um, overseas, you know, income, licensing fees. Because this game, this thing was was licensed all the hell and back. There was a huge media push yeah. for it. There were, um, there were. T- I don't. I think there were toys. I don't remember there being toys. 
they were. Yeah. They were yeah, toys. They were toys. <laughs> I don't know if that they sold, but this was there were video game licenses. Um, they actually made a real time <laughs> strategy game for the PC out of Waterworld, uh, where you take your little <laughs> sea people and send them uh, to raid other atolls. First, it's I don't know. Um, let me talk. Okay, so. People who haven't seen this movie, I'm going to give the super, super quick summary of the plot line. It's the grim future of the year 2500. Uh, the polar ice caps have melted and the entire world is flooded. Right? That's the premise of the film. Uh, man lives in ramshackle bullcrap uh, on boats and little artificial islands called atolls. Um, made of junk and they scavenge for gear out of the water and whatever they can find. They trade with each other and there are uh, just, there's, you know, it's crazy post-apocalyptic Mad Max on the sea. Um, and into it comes Kevin Costner, who, whose character doesn't have a name. So I'm just going to call him Kevin. So <laughs> Kevin has, you know, he, he's, he goes to a place to trade. They don't like him for a reason I'll get into later. They try to kill him. Other bad people show up and have a choreographed stunt show. He escapes with two other people. He's super mean to them and almost whores them out for some reason. And then he's nice. Then they go blow up a giant ship. And then they end up on some dry land. The end. Because a little girl apparently has a tattoo with the coordinates to the dry land on it. But no one can read it or whatever. That's the whole plot. That's the whole movie in a nutshell. Right fucking there. Yeah, that's the most basic. You left out the most bizarre stuff, which is the boat that they bl- that is blown up. No, 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 no. Save it for the end so people can grind their teeth. Um, it doesn't matter what, you know, th- that's the salient plot line. That's, you know, a 30-minute television that, episode. Right. So, but, 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 but. No, no. We're t- so, now we're going to talk about the things we liked about this movie, Bruce. Um, um, I liked Dennis Kevin, Hopper's performance. Dennis Hopper had fun. <laughs> I enjoyed watching Dennis Hopper. He was probably my favorite character. Uh, he brought a touch of bizarre humor. Uh, his performance <laughs> actually reminded me of his performance of King Koopa in the Super Mario Brothers movie, if you've ever seen that. Uh, so, how bad it uh, was. I will never do that episode. I, uh, I vow. Oh, no, we should totally do that, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, we, we, we can go no lower. The sets are very nice. I will say this. It is well shot. There are good – there's good camera work here. There are some scenes that are actually pretty magnificent in execution, Uh, like when he's swimming around with the girl and the camera is angled at the right thing and you can kind of see the water and the sky and it's all very pretty. It doesn't do anything Um, for the shot, but the shot itself is well done. Yeah. I I mean I'll say this coming out of it a little bit here. It isn't bad, but it's not really like what you'd. I don't know. The movie did not impress me visually at any point. Like if you just turned the sound off, and, and trust me, I did that a little to try to make the bleeding stop <laughs> oh, in my um, ears. Uh, it didn't really help that much. Um, I mean, I think there were far more interesting sort of crazy anarcho things in the various Mad Max movies uh, in terms of the sets, and I think the underwater bits. I, I I think they're just too hard to do to do to, like they they just look doofy. 
uh, to me. I mean, maybe that's just an eye I've got for no good reason. That could just be me. I'm not. A no, I think most of the underwater shots in this movie are kind of bad, but there's a few that are really well put together. Like there's just a, usually the quieter moments where it's character yeah. interactions, but they're not talking. Thank Christ. Um, I like the Mad Maxi on water set design. I really thought that some of it was was clever in a in a weird, goofy kind of way. It's not awful, but it's 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 not you know it's not 175 million. Like, where did the money go? Uh, the money went into they, into oh. the explosion at the end. That's where the money went. Okay. No, uh, no I can tell where the money went to. Uh, the atoll sunk. Oh, and they had to they build had it to again, right? <laughs> they had to build it again. If I For a sequence that's only in a third, a quarter of the movie, they had to rebuild the entire set. Right, but I'm still thinking that's that's what 25 mil. That's not like where did the rest of the like and 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 okay, we're gonna start Overrun. this. Like this thing was like. Like Scientology, a bar bet. Um, apparently, <laughs> it was like we'll do Mad Max, but water. And then they tried to figure that out. And and I'm I'm getting it. Yeah. Like this is a bar bet, but but like okay. So if you're gonna make a movie that purports to be um, not a fever dream, like if this had been all a dream and Kevin Costner wakes up and he's in the cornfield and he's like, this is trippy. That would have been good. Or maybe that's the time. <laughs> yeah. time is I, I, I can, I would so hope for um, that. Um, I would so hope for it. Wake up. You know, because, because time. like, I just, you know, they clearly did not take a, any of the 175 million and hire um, a, a consulting scientist. Oh, um, science has no place in this movie. Let's, oh no. Let's no. just start okay. with. <laughs> Let's just start with the fact that it's polarized caps melt. It would only where, buy about maybe half of Florida. Yeah, where did all the water come from? <laughs> where did all the water come from? Like, that's enough extra water that gravity should be different now. Uh, yes, that's a lot of water. Uh, well, Someone again, just didn't do some napkin math at the bar. Like, that's a lot of extra water. <laughs> Everest is tall. Oh, spoiler! No, don't, alert. don't. Uh, I will get into that. Uh, okay. So um, this movie and, has and, no place for science. There was no, there was no science in this film. And and it's you know it's like five hundred <laughs> years ish in their future. Okay, some of the things I could go with, like the weird sort of bastardizations of language, actually should be more if they were like little isolated communities and stuff. Yes. Um, they're, yeah. They're probably well. Let's uh, no. Let's be fair. All the boats would have gone to white people, so that's fine. There's a lot of white people. <laughs> um, but like, yep. Global warming, sea level rising is slow. Like they would have made stuff like any. It's not like it would just come in like a flood from the Bible, which is what I think they were imagining, because there'd be time. There'd be lots and lots and lots of boat communities and, and undersea communities and, and things. It's it's actually yep. not that hard. We make oil platforms now. <laughs> Why? Yep. Uh, uh, the conceit. Where are the, the submarines? Well, the thing is, so here's I have a theory about bad movies and bad science in movies, right? So if a movie is well told enough, while you have to acknowledge that it has terrible science, often you won't care because the story is good. No one looks at Jurassic Park and says, oh, yeah, that's 100 percent scientifically plausible in every possible way. 
but you sort of don't give a shit because the movie is good. Right. No, no, no. But it has some nugget. I'm going to I'm going to argue on this one. There's a difference between we made up dilithium crystals and we made up a planet that has 70 <laughs> times the water it used to. No, no, no. I'm talking about <laughs> with no like, explanation. So, has any, You guys have seen Pacific Rim, right? So yeah. Pacific oh, yeah. Rim is one of the best worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I love it's that movie to bad. death. It's pretty bad. It's bad, but it's entertaining as hell, and I love it. I love kaiju movies. I love giant robot movies. This movie smashes them together like a toddler with action figures, and it's the best. However, there are lines in it that make <laughs> my science brain go die and die drinking in a corner <laughs> because yeah. they're so stupid. That's why I and it's like why didn't you just make a cannon? You know, why did you build a giant robot? Well, because the movie needs a giant why robot. Why does it have to be operated, why it by, to be operated two by two people? Because that's, you know, because we don't have a cool buddy cop movie if we don't, if we do it the other way. Why, why does Iris Alba have unexplained bleeding from the nose disease? Because who cares? You don't care because... No, the, the nose blood is always dramatic death signifier. I'm like, he, what is he? He has, he has space consumption. It's fine. Um, <laughs> why is... Right, <laughs> but you don't care because you're entertained by the movie. When you are not entertained by a movie, you really start to hone in on all the stupid. And right. this movie is an abject example of me going, where did all the water come from? Because now my long-suffering wife sat down on the couch to watch this with me. Oh, uh, tell Charlotte. Oh, God, you didn't. Why? No, no, I said – I'm going to watch this. Do you want to watch it with me? Because oh, I'll sit here and play my, my phone game you're, while it's on. You're going to get a divorce. Don't do <laughs> she, that. I, she could leave at any time. I did not force her to watch this. This was her decision. And she sat down and she, we, we watched the movie and the opening narration comes up and says, you know, the world, the polar ice comes from And she's like, I'm pretty sure that's not enough water. And then she goes and looks up on her phone how much water. She's like, oh, yeah, it would just be like Florida and a few other places and a lot of coastal cities. But most of the world will be fine. I don't get the deal. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't get the deal either. And frankly, I don't care. Yeah. Um, other things I liked in this film, uh, the opening theme music, like after the narration, like directly after the narration, I kind of like yeah, the music's all right. Eh. The music's all right. I will say the open. All right. I don't even think Attica. it's that good. I thought it was very like after that first bit of music, it's very generic, very boring and yeah. adds nothing. And is often Should... completely out of tone with the rest of the scene. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you why that's that way. So the movie got so far behind, they uh, changed uh, scores three times trying to get the edit down. So it was supposed to be, it almost was three hours. Then two and a half hours, then two hours and 15 minutes. Well, there's a director's so cut that's like they, three and a half hours long. Yeah, the Ulysses. I'm cut. not watching that cut. <laughs> that cut can burn. Anyway, but no, so I, th I find the score very generic and often out of tone. Like there is literally a scene where they're about to execute this man because he's a mutant for reasons. Um which don't they, make they any do sense. That. That's just everyone does that. It's always the thing. Right. Yeah, but it, then, like, he it's... breaks out, and then this very jaunty, happy music starts playing, very triumphant and action scene y. Uh, wouldn't have been out of place in The Mummy, for example, during one of their hilarious hijink bits. And it yeah. just doesn't fit the tone of, yeah, these people were going to murder this dude for his stuff. <laughs> um, little things aren't explained. Like, uh, just all right. Let's I'll start crapping on this film because I have so much. Nothing bullshit. is explained. How does he have a really nice trimaran that would not four hundred years old? That's all. Yeah, right, right. Like, where yeah. does he get all the stupid fancy ass tech? Why? 
I mean, there's there's all kinds like uh, the, the uh, at, who built the the urinator. Who built the urinator? Why is there a urinator? When why do you show? Why is that the first opening sequence? Like as soon as we get past the fancy intro and the the sweeping scene of the camera over the water, we cut to a yeah. dude pissing in a cup on a boat. That's all you need is to take a tarp with salt water and put it up on top of something and let the vapor. You can just no. Yeah, why is water so hard to find? Like. I, desalinization is intent, you know, can be time intensive. But if you have a fixed community, you can set up all kinds of water yeah. refinement just over or or, or, or energy intensive. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got the sun. Anyway. The sun never goes down in that place unless it's convenient for the plot. So, right. <laughs> I mean, they're also they're just floating around. <laughs> yeah, and the weather is always relatively nice. I found, but um. Yeah, the weather is confused me. always relatively nice for some reason. Well, it's because they were shot in Hawaii. And, and, I mean, well, but they're okay. but they're also theoretically somewhere near because they get there in a reasonable hurry. They're somewhere near the Himalayas. Yep, somewhere near the Himalayas. So that's not somehow the they somehow the Exxon Valdez is there. <laughs> Why? What Joseph Hazelwood's picture still in it? Oh my God, that movie and it's full of so. Oil. Other things that bothered me. So there's the sequence where he goes to trade. So one of the things, the details that I thought was at least interesting and makes some sense based on the world they're talking about is he's trading dirt, right? Uh, you know, yeah, fresh yeah, dirt. Yeah. that made sense. He's like, oh, we we can grow crops with it. Okay, I kind of understand where they were going with that. But then later on, they don't explain. They, it. Oh, they don't explain it because it's kind of easy to figure out. I mean, it's fairly simple to figure out. Later on, he is basically willing to whore out uh, poor Helen. That was her name, right? The woman, the, the older woman, yeah, Helen, yeah, for, Helen. for Helen essentially pieces of paper. And I'm like, what value does paper have to this society? Sure, it's rare, but why? Why would you care about paper? Plus, and then you find out later, this dude has paper out his butthole. Why is these? Why are these particular pieces of paper so fucking important? Also, Kevin is a jackass. He is unlikable in a way a protagonist hasn't been unlikable since um, uh, uh, Gods of Egypt. God, Batfleck. Batfleck. <laughs> I liked Batfleck. I didn't think he was that bad. Um, yeah, but like he has. I know. He's he's a bad. He's a bad. Like he's a bad person. Like not a good. Like not even the. So he is trying so hard to be Mad Max, but Mad Max makes sense. Mad Max doesn't interfere with things because he just wants to get out with alive and maybe with some extra stuff. You understand? He's like, leave me alone. Yeah, you understand his motivations. The Mariners. He doesn't take on. Mad Max was a cop who lost everything trying to be a cop and doesn't want to be. Uh, good anymore and uh, this guy is just a, a fish man on a boat yeah fish man on a boat and like why does uh, where <laughs> and why is everybody he's, trying he's to like, rob everybody else like there is not a single person well, he meets that doesn't try to rob him straight so up so apparently that's just the way of the bad <laughs> futures is the thing like if that's that's a long story of like all the mad max movies and stuff and like uh, you know, but actually, they're better about it. At least you have the pig shit farming people, and like, there's people who are sort of making a go of it. Um, yeah. And there's just like apparently imbeciles 
and the imbeciles are still out there somehow and have not died off. Like, right. I hope the imbeciles would die off after the apocalypse a little bit because they'll do things like eat stuff that they shouldn't and, you know, with luck. Drive cars around the boat. <laughs> I mean, why is the why is there an oil tanker that has oil left in it? Why? Yeah. And not just any oil tanker. An oil tanker that busts. Yeah, it already – I mean, why, why does it have oil in it in the beginning? Why does yeah. anything happen in this movie? Um, physics takes a dump and leaves. Um, God. Why do they? Why do they okay, want and let's to also... go around on water skis pulled by? Oh, well, that I can explain. It's because it's a very carefully choreographed invasion. Like, yeah, it, it looks cool. It looks like a st- so that so let's talk about the sequence. So he's at the atoll. They're going to execute him, and then the smokers show up. The smokers are the band of pirates who work smokers! who work off the end of the, uh, the who work off the. Uh, rotted wreck of the Exxon Valdez, which still has like the knees, whatever has still has uh, oil in it that they refine into a crude fuel using techniques of some kind, and somehow they make bullets too. Sure, whatever. Um, but there's always someone making a lot of bullets. But no, because in Mad in the Road Warrior specifically. They don't use bullets very often. They use like crossbows <laughs> and shit and spears oh. and <laughs> like like Flat oil. Air. I kind yeah, of get. Um, you know, you've got a supply somehow, but bullets. <laughs> but and yeah, they sort of make a nod to it by showing them sweeping up the shell casings, and then later on, you see a guy making bullets, and it's like, yeah, okay. You can't make bullets from oil. Gunpowder. That's not how bullets Gun work. Gunpowder hard. That's not how bullets work, Gun- guys. Um, no. But- where are you getting the slugs? Okay. What are you harvesting to get so the slugs? Sulfur? Are you pulling them out of the bodies? Okay, and let's point this out. There were there were over thirty nine drafts of this movie, and when they started shooting, they still weren't solid on the thirty eighth draft. They hired Josh Whedon in the middle of the film to come fix the dialogue. And it's not. Good uh, he dialogue. only wrote good dialogue for one character, and that's Dennis Hopper. Now I understand why he did that. Yeah. Um, or at least Hopper actually used the dialogue. So let's talk about the Mariners' relationship to Helen and Enola. So Enola is the little girl with the tattoo that everyone thinks is the map to dry well, land. He's their abuser. He he is their he abuser. Them. Now, admittedly, yeah. there are a couple of scenes <laughs> where, it, like, he literally throws Enola off the boat. Like just says nope. You're. He, I mean, he, he he. They sneak aboard. So people probably don't know why that's on there. But when he's trapped in the cage, because the other people. <laughs> also, oh my god, the other people are going to execute him because he's literally walking off the place, and all these weirdos in goofy hats show up, and they have this girl with them, and they're like, uh, we and and to 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 paraphrase, we need you to knock up this chick because we're afraid of inbreeding. Is their excuse now? If I were Kevin Costner, I would think you're going to take all my shit while I'm off with this chick. <laughs> and I would tell them no, too. So when they say, oh, he's hiding something. No, he's rightfully afraid that you're about to rob his bitch ass. And you know what? He was right. You guys tried to rob his bitch ass. and you have to... They just find out he had then they, Yeah, but they were starting to rob him before they knew that. Yeah. But, but then uh, the why are the gills so patient. bad? Because, like, they seem like they're handy. Right. Like, why is why is having gills a bad thing? You think, no, we got to get fish people shit all up in our us, all up ons, because yeah. we got to yeah. live in water. And if we can go underwater, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like somebody, like somebody said, oh, no, any mutations are bad. 
uh, you know, 500 years ago. First of all, it's only 500 years. I mean, human evolution is working at lightning fucking speed to grow fucking yeah. gills. And web the web feet, feet look like fake look shit, so it's fine. They are fake as hell. It's like hobbit feet look better. <laughs> yeah, hobbit feet look. Well, no, I could. Okay, so like uh, my 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 attempt, I made notes. I was like, try to make this make sense. How come he has super boat? How come he has technology? How come he's so he escaped? He is from like a facility where we're engineering these people. And like we're, and that's why he's such a dick is because he was both traumatized and he's afraid of recapture. See, like they could have yeah, done that. Would that would have been really why interesting. Why didn't they do it, Will? Why they, that they would have been actually it? interesting and would have made some sense. So, <laughs> so anyway, so he's trapped in this cage because they decide. So they first, they, the, the local law enforcement guy, for some reason, decides to stop the mob, the angry mob from beating this man to death, only to lock him in a cage and drown him in shit, which is what they're doing. Yeah, in it's like because that's rule. nice. You're and he's like, I'm really sorry, low. man. It's like, well, maybe you should stop lowering the cages in, asshole. And then the smokers they're, invade. They're composting. They're just composting him. It's, it's efficient. I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Um, and, and, and because their, their, their meal ticket out off, off the crappy atoll for Helen and Enola accidentally launches his hydrogen gas balloon vehicle in a hilarious sequence of stupidity. Ugh. Oops, I don't know how to turn give me, it off. Give me a fucking break. Uh, they decide that if they rescue this guy, he's going to take them with them. So they agree to it. There's a triumphant escape scene. It's fine, I guess. And then he's like, explain to me why you should stay on my boat. <laughs> and honestly, I can understand his reaction. He's like, why should, I, why, sh why should I save you? You all tried to kill me. You didn't do anything until it was to save your own hide. Why should I keep you on this boat? Was he trying to go for that gruff, like, Bruce Willis, I'm kind of an asshole, but no, I've really got a heart of gold? Because he doesn't have a heart of gold. This guy does not have a heart of gold. He literally tries to he tries to murder Enola once. He cuts off their hair and threatens to cut their throats for touching his shit. Admittedly, he has a good reason for that because they wrecked half his crap in a stupid fight. Yep. <clears throat> then he literally whores out Helen for a bunch of paper. And then at the end, he just changes his mind, has a fucking knife fight with a dude who just wanted to get his rocks off. Now, that guy's a scumbag. Don't get me wrong. But like – yeah, was yeah. he? W w there was no indication that this was a. This was rolling a John, if you guys know what that term is. There was no. Ooh. There was no indication that this was all Good rolling man. a John, at all. It. This is just like. No, he really did change no, his he mind. Changed his mind. Right. Like if. Like it seems like no, he really did change his mind when he looked at the papers and said, "Eh, these aren't as good as the ones I have below," and tried to give them back. So, and then he uh, knife fights. Pretty sure he said. He said but, psych. Can we bring up the fact? He said did he say yeah. psych? <laughs> can we bring up also the fact that guy has what is it, an Irish? I don't care what accent he has. That whole sequence is so out of tone with the rest. Like he's kind of a dick, and the other, yeah. but you could kind of see him go from attempted. I mean, he goes from attempted murder to to liking his friend in like what two days, three days. I've seen that kind of thing attempted before, and this would have been a particularly bad one. But after that sequence, when he doesn't slit their throats for wrecking his shit, he still acts like a complete fucking asshole. And hor I mean, and that that scene is super uncomfortable to watch. How how are you alive in this world and so idiotic about boats? How is that possible? Uh, right. But anyway, 
how does she not swim? Yeah, I mean, she should be dead. Like, like, I've never met, and I love it. He goes, I've never met anyone in Waterworld that couldn't swim. He, he calls it Waterworld in the first five minutes. Like when he meets the first guy who steals his limes. No rules in Waterworld. Again, people constantly steal from this guy for no reason other than they can. And I'm like, I get that it's. Why does he call it? I don't Water know why World. he calls it Waterworld. Maybe everyone calls it Waterworld. It's never explained, Tom. It's never explained. <laughs> Nothing in this movie is explained, and all of it is stupid. <laughs> physics takes takes takes. This is where physics goes to die. So anyway, so <laughs> after the attempted so rape scene, jumping? because Jesus Christ, this film. After that sequence. Uh, blah de blah. He he takes the woman underwater and shows her that dry land is actually just under the water, and that there's cities and stuff to that. And I'm like, yeah. I thought that was common knowledge. Is it not? I, I you know, right? Yeah, like how? It's not. That's the, uh, how could they? Someone have... didn't tell. <laughs> I know. It's supposed to be they've been it's so long since. The also, shouldn't she die of like not. some kind of compression? I mean, well, the some person almost did. I'm just saying That's that that thing it. that he takes her down in is literally just basically throwing a cup over some water and hoping some air stays up there. Yeah, and they're down there a really long time. They go to Denver. Once they're in spends, Denver. Yeah, so they're in fucking Denver, which is nowhere near the Himalayas, by the way. Um. <laughs> and also, how, and how many? Why, and why does he keep dropping all those flares? It's not like I I could see perfectly fine. So there's no reason for him to drop like 17 flares for no reason. <laughs> and, and, and and no one no one is making flares anymore. Right, and those are valuable. Why there you? are are any 400 year flares? And <clears throat> no, like what? And he can go down there. Why is he not bringing tons and tons and tons? Of right, like if he could just go down there, basically whatever do. he wants to, and get a big old scoop of dirt. Why is he not living like a fucking king? Yeah, he could have left her. Well, I mean, the boat was probably things. expensive. Except where the fuck did it come right, from? Right, who built the boat? <laughs> well, maybe he went down and found it in the yeah the, the, the space dick sporting <laughs> goods of the far flung future. <laughs> Shit. Um. <laughs> So <laughs> it's gotta be, he had to, I mean, it makes sense if he, if they shot a scene where he swam down and found it in a. Also, do you ever think like most of the problems it... this guy had could have been avoided by him just not stopping to talk to somebody like the creepy rapist trader guy who's God, I cannot get over how shitty that scene is. I hate it. Um, he, you, he I don't care. What does that even mean? They don't explain why. Are you bound by the law of the sea to stop? Because every time this guy stops, someone steals his fucking limes, or or tries to drown him in shit. I mean, this Man. guy has the worst luck. Um, I wouldn't. I would shoot anyone at that point. I mean, he's got a giant fucking. Harpoon. You know, a, a lime tree needs a lot of dirt. <laughs> it's more than that little tiny. Like that was a bonsai lime tree, a bonds lime tree, if you will. Um. Like, and what the it hell? And why does that guy steal it? Like, what? <laughs> Just takes his shit. Um, there is. Uh, so anyway, so the, the the smokers, after a long bunch of stupid happenings that don't mean anything and are pointless, the smokers show up and kidnap Enola. Nobody gives. And then, like, when they're gonna kill. Uh, so then, the, and they're gonna kill Helen and Kevin. And. Kevin and Helen dive into the water, and she's like, I can't swim like you can. And he's like, don't worry, I'll breathe for both of us. No, that's not how science works at all. 
No, no. That's the, the way he does is he holds her underwater, he kisses her, and then he continually blows air into her mouth that he he's extracting. But he won't have any yeah. air because he's gilling. But they did that in Splash, so it's okay. People I, I don't care. It. No, that's not how gills no. work. That's not how oxygen extraction works. He's blowing car. <laughs> yes, you know that's what they said. You know that's what they said. Well, if they buy, if, if anything, splash, he's blowing buy. carbon dioxide into her lungs, and she's just going to suffocate. <laughs> no. And it's like hours. Like I said, it's, there's no science advisor. I, I googled trying to find who the science advisor and was. It's, they did not it's have. It's hours they did because have. his boat burns to the hull. It is hours of time. That takes a while. I don't care how hot. I mean, they're just using like gasoline to burn it, right? It doesn't burn hot enough to burn after a few minutes. They were literally underwater for hours and hours doing this. No. No, no, no. And then he has the fucking again. He has yeah. then, then as soon as everything burns and they're sitting on like the wrecked hull of his ship, she goes, "We're gonna die out here, aren't you?" And I'm thinking, "Thank God," you know, because <laughs> these are un. Everybody in this film is unlikable, and I hate all of them except Dennis Hopper. Honestly, Dennis Hopper is my favorite character. I I kind of like Enola, but only because it's the. Oh, uh, well, she's the weirdo. And by the way, how old was she when she oh. got the package? <laughs> well, we'll we'll get to the stupidity <laughs> of the ending, which explains nothing and is dumb. But so they're on this wrecked ship and she goes, we're going to die. And he's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and then she's like, and then she's like, so why didn't you rape me before? Because I forgot to mention, she totally like says, well, if you let us stay on the boat, I'll totally bone you. And like, you get to see her butt, uh, which yeah, is fine. Um, and he's like, kind of grabs her boob and, you know, like holds it in one hand, like he doesn't know what to do with it. And then kind of says, nah, whatever, I should kill you and leaves because he's the nicest man on earth. God, I hate this movie. Yeah, you know, well, no, no. And then like in this scene, she's like, well, why didn't you do it before? And he's like, well, cause you didn't really want to do it. And, and I'm like, well, no shit, Sherlock, but you were perfectly willing to whore her out earlier. You're a terrible human being, and I hope you drown. Oh, wait, you can't. You have gills. I'm going to chain cinder blocks to your feet and let you die. Um, so they bone on top of the burnt-out wreckage of his boat because that's fine. And then he, he goes through – and like that valuable paper he had, he has literally pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of paper. Just – Huge stacks of it in a box that he keeps for some reason, and yeah, this is anti-colonial National Geographic. I mean, you got to take what you can get, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, what survived all those? Apparently, <laughs> glossy National Geographic is water is waterproof enough to maintain cohesion. No, it, it's got to be. A, it's a it's a lot of gloss. He went to Tokyo. And found <laughs> is that a doshinshi like, under there? He's got doshinshi in there. That's cool. Um. God, so the people with the air with the airship show up to rescue them because yes, and they go to rescue and he goes off to rescue the girl by strapping on a bunch of weapons and getting on a, a, a jet ski. <laughs> Can we talk about the jet skis? Well, how I don't know. They, those things break at the drop of a hat. I know people who have owned them and they hate them. <laughs> they're like they're really fun when you're out there, but they break all the time and they require huge amounts of upkeep. So. Yeah, they're not worth. They they're not, not going to make five, five years. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like the Battlefield Earth Harrier jet argument, but and, it's almost worse. 
I kind of love the guy with the emphysema tank on who smokes all the time. There is so much smoking in this movie. There is so much smoking in this movie. It is unbelievable. Um, they don't have enough dirt for food, but they have enough tobacco dirt. Oh no, those are those are found. It's along with all those smeat cans. <laughs> the smeat is the best. So there's a panning shot of like the supplies that the that the smokers have in their storage areas, and it's cans of what's supposed to be spam, but they obviously spam didn't let them use their logo or they didn't pay for it, so they just made up a brand called Smeat. Yeah, because you got to remember how much money I mean, they are. Your movie is so bad, the spam people refuse you. Yeah, so it's 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 called Smeat, and I assume Why, they baby? got that they got their. Uh, the the smeat where they found all the tobacco because this guy first of all they're handing out cigarettes like they're nothing they must have an entire like hold <laughs> devoted to nothing but cigarettes <laughs> because they're smoking them like fiends like and that's how you know every everyone who smokes cigarettes yeah. is bad that's like the indicator of the bad guys is that, maybe that's why they call them smokers oh my god i just figured it out I thought it was the exhaust fumes no, from the stupid oil bullshit, but no, no, it's because they're see, always smoking. No, they, they they come from they're descended from the smoking man um, from uh, from X Files. No, no, he wouldn't crush out a butt on their foreheads. Um, so anyway, they've got this little girl, and he's like trying to be nice. Like Des Hopper is hilarious, trying to be nice to her, and then he just starts cursing and says, "What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it's great." And and there's this whole sequence where the little girl's like, yeah, my friend is awesome, and he's going to kill everybody, and it's great. He'll even kill little girls. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's this dumb sequence. Yeah. And, of course, Kevin Costner is, is pulling a Batmans and, and murdering people on the boat, and he's killing people. <laughs> and that's great and all. Uh, so the movie ends when Kevin Costner decides, screw this, and threatens to blow up the boat. The deacon said, or Dennis Hopper says, you're bluffing. And Coster's like, yeah, maybe I was, but now I hate you. And drops a, a flare into the open oil hole. So now maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but if I, if I remember physics correctly, and I, I, I admit that this is sort of woogie for me, so maybe, maybe. I'm wrong. Chemistry and chemistry. physics now um, chemistry. is that a sufficient quantity of oil will snuff a flame like if i take a match and i drop it into a bucket of 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 crude oil it will the match will go out like gasoline and stuff is refined needs a lot of heat you can't now a flare is hot but yeah yeah it could be it could be that the flare is hot enough and flares do and that sort of flare has been shown earlier to burn underwater there's oxygen inside there there is oxygen inside. Well, there's the also fumes and stuff in there. I mean, he should have choked to death years ago. If they really were keeping him in that pit, he's a dead man. Uh, he should have been dead 17 times over. Um, I did think it was funny that his, he's like, thank God. But what they omitted was, thank God I'm out of this movie. Uh, so so uh, that I'm scene is always a little dubious, but I guess you could argue that there was enough fumes and stuff in there that it would ignite. But they don't. It, so, you know, I, I'll give it a pass. But then the. Oh, I forgot to it mention the rowing. That was it's, that was one of my favorite Dennis Hopper lines. Is they oh, they no, start no, moving no. the ship, and I think, oh, they're going to turn the engine on. No, no, all these weirdos just shove these huge homemade rows out holes in the side and start rowing it. And then Dennis Hopper has the audacity to say, 
well, where are we going? He's like, I don't have a freaking clue. He's like, well, what are they doing? Well, they'll row for a month before they realize I'm lying to them. And I was like, that's perfect. That's absolutely the best thing you could have said. And I love it. That, that, that sequence brought me. Needless to state. Needless like you said, to he state, got paid up front. You know he got paid up front. that is too big to row. We, we already know physics has gone bye-bye. Physics is <laughs> physics has left the building. Uh, Chemistry's drinking with it. Uh, yeah, God. Um, so anyway, it's a blow up. There's a huge. I have to admit, I kind of like the action sequence because it really does look like a stunt show, like you would see at Universal Studios, which is ironic because they made a stunt show yeah, out of this yeah. at Universal Studios, and apparently it was better than the movie. Oh, I, I've seen it. It's basically a bunch of guys on water skis what, jumping. jumping. Was it more entertaining than this film? That's that's what I want to ask you. Okay. Yes, it is. Oh, thank God. Only 20 Tom, minutes, too. Do you, are you seeking to atone for something specific <laughs> by punishing yourself this way? Why, why do you harm yourself? <laughs> harm myself? Trust me. This is uh, – oh, oh, the uh, – let's just say I, I cannot wait. To so, anyway, so I'm – <laughs> No, the harm is a lot of things Kevin killed Costner's Kevin Costner's career. career. Most of them related Kevin, to Kevin Costner. Kevin. Oh yeah. His next movie was was. Stay you know, my dad loves Kevin. that film. <laughs> I know. Remember, Luke Lucas told me years. He said that was one of the best movies ever made. My dad loves so the Postman, bored. but mostly loves it because he was a Postman, as in worked for the U.S. Postal Service, <laughs> and he no, really he's like, like finally like we get to, we get the heroics we deserve. I think he said it sarcastically because it's like it's not like we went and saw the movie; we just saw it on TV. So he may have just been being sarcastic, but I will never remember the <laughs> the, the manic glee on <laughs> in his voice as he said it. Um, can this you tell I hate this fucking late. film because I keep going off? This advice is is years too late, but <laughs> Kevin Costner, stay in your lane. You are good at two things, Kevin. One is playing a certain flavor of Midwestern, please no more British accents, every man, who basic job is to look pretty and fight or fuck with the female lead. Like, you do that one okay, okay? Um, that That's your lane. Um, you can make a career out of that, uh, being generally pretty and bland, but... Ba you know, basic, basic. Um, yeah. The other thing you're good at, apparently, though, is in odds with this because you're apparently good at convincing people to let you into very expensive movies that have no hope and no reason. What I want to know how this elevator speech succeeded because if I could learn to do that, I could do anything, anything, world peace, <laughs> make everything. Put a kumquat okay. in orbit the size of San Francisco. Anything. Yeah. His whole career is based on literally three movies, though. You got to remember. We got uh, Feel the Dreams, Bull Durham, so two yep. baseball movies. With wolves. And Dance with Wolves. So everything else is okay, but those are his three movies. Everything else, <laughs> no. But the, because he made two baseball movies – in the late '80s, and a um, a a okay western that uh, tries to apologize to every Native American. It tries, but in over. the most condescending kind of way. Uh, <sighs> yeah, in the in the most yeah, it's like, possible way. How, you know, that is how could you possibly? We're sorry be, for the genocide here. Have Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah. The, the ship. So the ship is exploding. 
there's random nonsense going on, and there's a there's a special effects sequence where Kevin calls, Kevin is trying to catch up with an aeroplane. Now, admittedly, this is kind of a crappy aeroplane because it's the Mad Max future on water. And he slide he grabs an anchor and slides down a wire. It's the dream finder. Halfway through they cut to a scene of him sliding next to the plane. And you can absolutely see the harness that he was wearing for the stunt. Now, I'll give props to Kevin Costner yeah. because that is him in the stunt outfit. So he did his own stunt there. Um he probably did his own stunt for a lot of these, honestly. Um if Yeah, because I honestly his stuntman got hurt right. so bad and um times. You know, but you can clearly see the harness that he's wearing, and it's not a very good special effects shot. Unlike many of the other shots in the sequence, which are typical '90s action shots, but that they were done at all because it's all on water is kind of impressive. Anyway, bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. The big rescue happens. The people with the weird uh, airship show back up and drop a rope to to lift. Because I was like, "What's your exit plan, Mariner? Now you're stuck on a ship that's burning and sinking." And you have no way to get off of it. But luckily, Deus Ex airship shows up to get a rope to him. So they're climbing up. They kick Dennis Hopper off of it. He somehow lands. He somehow survives the fall into the water and gets a jet ski and takes a pot shot at them as they're celebrating on the airship. The look, because this movie needed five endings. And then the little girl falls out of the airship from a height of God only knows how big. Should die when she hits the water, but doesn't because because fuck physics and the three remaining bad guys on jet skis including one of which is dennis hopper are converging on her so what does the mariner do to save the day i can honestly say that my mouth dropped open when i saw the sequence because he literally takes a rope which is not a bungee rope by the way it is not a bungee cord it is not flexible or is not shown to be elastic in any shape or form ties it around one of his legs leaps off the airship and says, secure this line. And what occurs next is physics going to die in a corner because instead of his leg being torn off (laughs) at the hip by this rope, what instead happens is a full-on bungee jump where he, like a Looney Tunes cartoon, literally bungees down to where the girl is, grabs her by the scruff, and bounces back up into the airship. It is absolutely... Just right, as the, the three, uh, just three guys the three on guys the jet skis crash and explode in a giant explosion of stupid. It is the dumbest sequence in this movie, absolutely by far. And I literally said out loud, are you fucking shitting me? This movie is bad, y'all. It's bad. And then were they on meth? Do you think? I, no, they were not. They were on cocaine because it was the mid fucking nineties. Um, yeah, because because I've I've known meth heads who think this. No, way. no, no, not even that. Not even that. I, I know meth heads who think this way. This, is, this movie feels like it's a room. Okay, they were in Hawaii. That I'm would just make saying sense. The Wiley Coyote physics is a meth thing. They think like that. So then, 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 <laughs> immediately, literally seconds after yanking themselves out of this stupid bungee nonsense. The, the the guy who is the, the designated exposition man says, oh, yeah, if we if we look at these tattoos and read them backwards and he looks through a fucking astrolabe, <laughs> uh, he says we sh- that dry land is literally just points in a random direction and goes that way. And so then there's sequences of the airship flying off to dry land and there's a sequence where. 
they're running out of water. So the Mariner gives a little bit of water to Enola because she's a kid. And I'm like, if there's no water, you all dead. Like every fucking last one of you. But they, <laughs> there's yeah. a really bad blue screen effect where a seagull shows up. Like it's a really bad blue screen effect. And they make it to dry land, which has fresh water. You know, I mean, the landscape they're in is actually very beautiful. I'm actually curious as to where they shot those scenes because they look gorgeous. Okay, I can tell you about that too. So there was a point where they got so behind schedule they made them get off the water and shoot it. The rest of it in L.A. So that actually, even though it's supposed to be Mount Everest, well, you never find out that it's supposed to be Mount Everest unless you watch the extended cut, which I didn't do, but I did research this and say, oh, there's an extended cut where they explain some things and they change the story around considerably. Like there's a there's a lot more character development. Now it's dumb character development, but it's there and like. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so they make it to dry land, and the and, and just when I thought it couldn't get any stupider, they come across a shelter, and I I don't know if it's a shack or like a cave. It's a shack, okay. A shack. And they go inside, <laughs> and in it are two skeletons, pristine skeletons, by the way. There is not a single scrap of flesh on them, and they're perfectly laid out as skeletons. So the scavengers that ate their corpses must have been very polite. Very, very polite corpse, corpse eaters. Very polite, very polite seagulls. Seagulls, baby. <laughs> and mine, 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 they mine, come mine. In and like, and like half the stuff is covered in dust and looks it's supposed to look old, but they're in an, basically an open shack. So why would there be dust settling and not sand? And the other half of it is pristine. Yeah. <laughs> like the skeleton bones are like glistening white and have nothing on them. So it's like, did they forget yeah. to? Did they only set dress a quarter of the shack? And by this point in the movie, by this point in the so movie I stopped caring a long time ago and was a third of the way through my fifth of whiskey. Um, because yeah. fuck this movie. And, and the little girl finds a fucking music box and it's like, I'm home. And I'm like, bullshit, you're home. You are at most 10 years old. You are at most 10 years old. Oh, and don't forget, they have the, the tattoo. Right. They've got like, a bunch of like papers with the tattoo so I get, on it. I mean, oh, I guess my. It's maybe it's explained in some other place, but in the movie, it's not explained what the fuck happened. What? But yeah. Okay, so I actually okay, so when I saw the movie, I figured that was Everest because I was like, okay, so water's been receding. It's Chinese. It has to be Mount Everest. But here's my question: Where uh, are right. they to? Well, they well, in this movie in, in the in the cut that I watched, which the is the, the theatrical cut, they don't explain where this place is. It's just dry <laughs> land. Doesn't matter where it is. It's just dry land. There yeah, are horses for some reason. First of all, horses, my fucking asshole. Anyway, God, I'm cursing a lot of this film. I'm really sorry, Tom. This is going to be an oh, R-rated no, uh, show, but I cannot deal with this film. Um, uh, <laughs> and no, never, anyway, so there, there are horses. <laughs> fucking bullshit, there are horses. Anyway, um, there's no indication this is Mount Everest. And like, like, it's like, so I'm trying to think of the thought process of her parents, which is we are on dry land, which is a rarity in this world, right? Like, we are effectively kings of the goddamn universe because we have plants, we have fresh water, lots of it apparently. We have horses for some reason, and we have a nice little shack to live in. Let's abandon our daughter to the waves and hope that the basket we throw into the fucking lagoon gets to where it's going. That is some Gilligan fucking shit right there. Oh, we're going to put a tattoo on oh, her back so she can find her way back. Readable. That is some fucking Gilligan's Island shit right there. Is that is that Marianne? 
That's Marianne and the Professor. Oh my god, I solved the mystery of Waterworld. I, yeah, I mean... Oh, you're right. God, R.I.P. Don Wells. Um, but but they, just, they just didn't care to, like... It is actually amazing to me because they must have, like, you know, produced written artifacts to coordinate with and things. So they had to develop sequences of words that explained to humans that, yeah, what you're going to do here is you're going to get on the jet ski and make it go that way. And, and they're able to somehow be that coherent while yet being utterly incoherent at every yeah. higher level than the most rudimentary mechanical, like somebody built this set and they were told put skeleton and, and, and they did. And nobody like thought it more like more thinking never happened. So, um, yeah, I, I, okay. <clears throat> so let me bring a couple of things that happen. Well, let me, let me finish up. The reason we're calling it Mount up. Everest I mean, is because in so the extended what? version, they find a plaque that says Mount Everest and dry land is Mount Everest. All right. The end. I'm fucking done. Go Tom. And they can somehow read that. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, so yeah, oh, fucking God. The, the first cut was three hours. That was what the, that was the director's cut. Kevin Costner said, I can do a better cut. He and the director had a feud anyway. So they fight, they kicked the director out. He cut it down to two and a half hours. The studio says, let's cut it down further because two and a half hours is still too long for this movie. Uh, you know, <laughs> they may be two may hours and 15 minutes was so too long for this movie. There are whole chunks of there are whole sequences in this film exactly. that I literally don't understand why the sequence is there. Like there are... because Kevin Costner wanted them in there. See, he but he took the advantage of your uh, I will waive my um, fee that uh, i get a percentage of the profit so he got to sign on he got paid 15 million dollars plus 15 percent of the profits he says i'll waive my uh profit fee now the year before tom hanks took that same deal and made a killing off of uh forrest gump so of course uh they're like oh sure sure we'll take that back because they they started realizing hey if we give these points to stars they make a lot more money out of our cut so he gave it to him for the final cut so he wanted those pointless scenes because he wanted to showcase his acting versus the big. No, stunts, the director, the, the original director, was correct. But so, yeah. honestly, there are you could probably excise forty-five minutes out of this film, and it would still be too long. Like it is so long. Agreed. There's Absolutely. nothing good, not and there's not nothing good here. Like you couldn't, you couldn't phantom edit this into something quality like maybe you, you could probably edit it down to like a cool tv show like a twilight zone episode or something but that's about it god this movie and and you know what and here's the worst part for as much action as happens in this film i was fucking bored you know why i was fucking bored because i don't care about any of these characters nothing yeah. is ever explained i don't care about enola no. i don't care about helen i don't i certainly don't care about kevin and the only person i do care about is dennis hopper and since he's the designated villain obviously he's gonna die <laughs> like so i don't care so i don't i love i honestly love Praise the whole society Joe. they built around the fucking exxon valdez because it's so over the top stupid and they, they think it's so it over the top stupid that, that it makes me happy so there's there is multiple kinds of bad movies but there are two kinds of bad movies that you can watch there's the bad movie that's bad because it's just a train wreck of failure but it's bad in an entertaining way this is your birdemics this is your manos hands of fate this is your uh you know your the room that you know your, your movies like that those they're, they're entertaining train wrecks 
the yeah. difference is yeah. when the when you're the absurdity happens in those, man. you're like, sure, sure, why not? That's so stupid. In this movie, you're like, why? Correct. What? And then there's they didn't this know what they were doing. Movie, which not only is it, which may not be as bad in a technical sense as some of those other films. Birdemic in particular has some truly atrocious special effects, but the movie <laughs> is boring. And the worst thing a movie can be is boring. Like it's especially when you put there's this much it's better money to be into it. They a, were the it's better to be a terrible film that is at least entertaining than it is to be a mediocre film that's boring or to be a bad film that's boring. Boring, boring, boring. This movie is boring. Like even the action sequences, they're so choreographed and so obviously set pieces that you can't get invested in them because you don't care because it's a stunt show. You're watching a stunt show. It's a pretty stunt show and it's kind of neat, yeah. but you can go find the clip on YouTube and be just as entertained as someone who sat through two hours and 15 minutes of this tripe. And okay, so go for it. Let me. I have a one hilarious story I have to tell though. Okay, so so to make this movie, they built that giant atoll. We pointed out it sunk at one point because of a hurricane, and they built it back from scratch and started and kept shooting with it. They hauled that thing at like several miles out into the ocean instead of just simply putting some green screens around because they wanted to make it look realistic. One of the stunt guys, uh, and uh, one of the problems they realize is they have to take the whole crew out into the ocean every day. So they get maybe an hour of shooting every day because it took three hours to get them out there. And then they all got seasick, so they had to wait an hour for the seasickness to calm down. One crew, one of the stunt guys says, hey, I don't want to take the boat. I'm, I can take my own wave rider, which I'm going to be doing the stunt, and I'll meet you guys out there. He got lost. Wow. They had to send the Coast Guard to find him. <laughs> On top of that, because he got lost, he uh, they had they the whole production got held up a day. They got fined two million dollars because nobody got to eat because there was a guild rule that if you don't feed them each day, you get fined up to two million dollars. The movie got fined two million dollars. On top of that, because they cast the, the girl because she's you know, she was like <clears throat> I think twelve, she could only work a couple hours a day. And then of course the other problem was. If the clouds were moving too fast, they could only shoot one time a day because the clouds would change and they couldn't redo another shot from a different angle because the clouds looked stupid and were out of signal every single time. But here's the bad part. Kevin Reynolds, the director. Now, he had previously made Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner. They hate each other while they're making that film. They tried again on this one. They didn't like each other while they're making it. He contacted Steven Spielberg before they started shooting. Now, Steven Spielberg had made Jaws, one of the biggest, most popular movies of all time. Asked him, what's some things I can do about being on the water that you learned? His exact words were, I would never shoot on water again. You can, <laughs> I won't. Now, that should be a, let's not shoot on water, <laughs> warning, warning, warning. Steven Spielberg, one of the smartest guys in Hollywood, says don't shoot on water. They still shot it on water. So we can kind of see this whole movie's failure is literally because everyone who said this is a bad idea did, got ignored. Even Roger Corman said this is right, a bad so, idea. Uh... <laughs> Roger uh, so Corman, Roger Corman is one of my favorite bad movie creators. Movie he makes just to hang ex exploitative schlock, and he knows he's making exploitative yeah. schlock, so at least it's generally entertaining. Carnosaur is a fucking masterpiece. Anyway... Uh, yes. Interesting story. So I, I looked up some more information <laughs> about the budget. 
the, the total outlay for the movie was 235 million, including marketing and distribution costs, plus the 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 actual filming budget of 172 to 175, depending on how many penalties you, you rope into whatever. Uh, it did make 88 million at the box office, but overseas it made 176 million, and then it made a whole bunch in like theater rentals or rental uh, videotape and theater HBO and stuff. So. Once again, uh, the, one of my favorite Simpsons jokes ever is Waterworld, the video game, where you walk up and it's Kevin Costner standing or Kevin Costner Simpsonized standing on a thing. He moves one step and it says, please insert quarter. I laugh every time I see it and it makes me happy that it exists. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we've got a lot on this. I have oh, I could keep going, but I know that this is getting a little long. The therapist says you have to get this stuff out. Yes, folks. Um, again, yeah. the Bruce, thing that's most miraculous about this is that they somehow managed to secure the funds. I mean, that's not a little bit of money, and and that that again, nothing could like it. Nothing made sense. Like none of it. The, the nothing could possibly have made sense apart from we're going to do Mad Max, but with water. And that is all they could possibly have said. And after that point, the words fail. And I'm astonished they got this done. I don't recommend it to anybody. But I will say, we are going to talk about another one where I just don't know. Because I can't even assemble enough of, of a coherent pitch statement. Well, like, Mad Max, but water sort of makes sense. Speed, but a train... <laughs> And snow is the one that I don't understand, and that's coming soon. And but I'm going to give know, you warning. We'll, yeah, I'm going to go on a really wild tangent so, yeah, on Snowpiercer, so just just be aware. <laughs> I, I just want to understand how they made words yeah. oh, that were I'm, coherent I'm, to describe that, and then got money. Like they just lied, or they had blackmail. Yeah. So So, but yeah, as I will say, so this movie somehow made money, but, and ironically, Hollywood didn't learn because two years later, James Cameron spends 75, I mean, 25 million more to make Titanic. And that becomes the highest grossing film for deck for a couple of decades. Avengers Endgame costs 300 million and gross at more than that. So I think the key is your movie has to at least be mostly entertaining to be to justify spending this much money, this film, I just don't know what at all at all did they think this was entertaining any time in this film, except maybe when they're watching Dennis Hopper ham it up. And once again, I'm glad everybody got paid for this movie because it certainly was not worth our time. And you know, like I said, I apologize to you guys for making you watch this. I had no idea you hadn't even seen it, so that kind of adds to my astonishment when I suggested this one. So, folks, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please hit us up on our Facebook group, Fans of the Good Bad Nerdy Movie Podcast. Also on Twitter, Good Bad Movie Nerdy Pod. Folks, please also give us some reviews. Let us know what you're thinking of the show. <clears throat> and guys, 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 we have to say, go, go jump in a lake, Tom. Joe. Um. Choke to death Only on your tomato plants. That I can breathe. In Only that one. go see this if you know what you did and you want to be punished. Right. Please watch three Water World. In fact, the opening sequence is a perfect explanation. Of this movie. It's Kevin Costner pissing on your face for eternity. 
that's what this movie is. Thank you. Good night. All right. Thank you all. I told you I could say a lot oh, about this damn film. Hour. That was a good one.